Welcome to the Bold Money Revolution podcast. This is your source for straight-talking, no-fluff, business and high-performance conversations that add real depth and value to the way bold leaders live, work, and thrive. I'm your host, Tara Newman. I'm here to show you how to optimize your performance as a leader so that you can grow a business that is profit-rich, efficient, and allows you to generate real tangible wealth for yourself and others. We are here to help you lead with your values, to perform without overwhelm and burnout, and to do your most important work in the world. Hey, hey, bold leaders. I'm here today with an episode inspired by some feedback I received over on Instagram. A while back, well, it depends on when we air this episode because I, as you know, I batch record my episodes. So I like to say a while back, but in reality, in real time, it happened this week. I was sharing on Instagram that I was feeling all the feels about showing up on social media and Instagram stories in general. I honestly think I was just tired that day, but I'm committed to keeping it real. So I shared what I had been journaling about. That is oftentimes what I'm sharing on Instagram stories. It's things that I'm journaling about. It's things that are happening in the moment, behind the scenes, some of it business, some of it my personal life. I'm not particularly edutainment, Tara. So that is really what we were talking about was that I was struggling to identify with where I fit since I don't find myself, like I'm not a TikTok girl and I'm not an edutainment person. And sometimes I feel really boring because I'm showing up and talking about things like consistency and focus and motivation and building your business and mindset. And that's just not always the most flashiest of things. So I was sharing this on social media. And in sharing this, I opened myself up to feedback. Something that used to really freak me out a while back that asking for feedback and being afraid of what I would hear from people and that I would take it so personally and that it would crush me. And at the time, it probably would have. I'm a lot more thick-skinned these days than I have ever been in my entire life. So in sharing this on Instagram stories, I opened my myself up from feedback. Things people shared with me were the things that they respected about me, admired, and appreciated about the way I show up. And, and then there was some very helpful insight as to what people are thinking but aren't saying when they are consuming my content. Whenever someone is courageous and generous to share the thing they've been thinking, give what they shared some intentional thought. And that is really what I'm doing here today. And that is how this podcast episode has been birthed. The question this person raised based on her feedback to me was around me always encouraging people on Instagram to DM me and ask me questions or answer a question that I've put out there or voted on my poll. And it's one that I'm sure many people have thought And it was, if I engage with you, will you turn around and hard sell me? In the wild west of the online business industry, I can see how this person has this thought. I mean, this happens not even in the online business industry, right? People hard sell you all the time. I mean, sometimes you walk into a car dealership and there is a hard sell coming for you. And for some people who use social media to share their business, this might even be, this might even be true. There are certainly stories out there that I have heard about people giving the hard sell. 
From my experience, though, what has been more true for me is that when I engage with people on Instagram, specifically in their DMs, I'm completely ignored. If I'm reaching out to someone, it's because I respect their work and know how it feels to be acknowledged for the content that they create, or I'm actually interested in building a relationship with them because I do want to buy something from them, in which case they are dead-ending a customer when they ignore that DM or not recognizing a buying signal when they do not respond to that DM. Now, as far as my DMs are concerned, I want to share how I think about my DMs, hard selling, and how I prosper, how I think about prospering from my work and why I don't believe in the hard sell. There are very specific reasons. I've laid out seven of them that I'm going to share with you here today. So my first reason why I don't believe in the hard sell is I'm here to serve. When I show up and do my most important work, it changes the lives and businesses of others. Fact, a lot of women come to me, and while their businesses have grown, they tell me that it's their husbands, friends, and parents who notice a difference in who they've become, which makes me happy, and I take it as a sign that the world wants more bold women at the helm. When and only when I change a life do I then deserve to prosper for my work. Do great work, get paid great money. That's kind of how I see things as a servant leader. If I help enough people, that's saying if you help enough people get what they want, you too will succeed and get what you want. The second reason why I don't believe in the hard sell, I'm here for ease and efficiency and hard selling is none of those things. There is nothing in my ideal client archetype or my values around selling that involve dragging people into a sale because that means I'm going to be dragging them through a program. My sales calls, which there's an episode on the podcast about how I kind of structure my sales calls, which has changed a little bit, but my sales calls are more like, hey, I'm so happy to be on this call with you today. I see you have X, Y, and Z goals and have stated that you think A, B, and C might be standing between you and this goal because I have an intake form that people fill out and I kind of have some information before we even get started. And then I usually ask them, what makes you think that? What makes you say that? And my end of the call usually sounds like normal, normal, normal. You aren't alone. You aren't doing anything wrong because so many times people think that they're some kind of outlier, that they're the only one who's confused, frustrated, hasn't figured it out, isn't getting this thing quote unquote right. And the reality is, is that I work with people like them all the time. They're perfectly normal. They aren't alone. They're not broken. Their business isn't broken. And they're not doing anything wrong. So I really like to take that opportunity on a sales call to listen to this person who's in front of me. Oftentimes getting on a sales call with anybody, let alone me, is something that can be nervous, make you nervous or even excited or give you all the feels because you're actually going to sit down and confront the thing that has been standing in your way. And if I think this person is a good fit for one of our programs, which are all high touch. So making fit extremely important is at the top of my list. Fit is extremely important. So if they are fit, I'll say, here's how I can solve that problem. 
Does that sound like something you're interested in? And if it's a yes, we find a payment structure that supports your business's cash flow. This is one of the reasons why we start enrollment conversations so early for the mastermind. We offer generous payment plans to help small business owners with their cash flow because the number one problem that the majority of small business owners have, probably ranging all the way up to a few million in revenue, is capital. It's a capital problem. It's a cash flow problem. So I'm not looking to add problems on top of problems. I'm looking to provide business owners with solutions for their most pressing issues. Three, here's another reason why I'm not here for the hard sell. My core and fundamental belief that I have worked on for the last five years, read this as it takes, or listen to this as it takes a lot of time, consistency, and patience to rewire your mindset, your neural pathways. There is no overnight fix here for your thinking and to improve the quality of your thinking. That needs to be a continuous goal is to improve the quality of your thoughts. And so this fundamental belief that I've been working on for the last five years is I will always make more than enough money to support my family. And more importantly, not only do I believe this for myself, I believe it for you too. Whether you work with me or not, I hold this belief. This is one of my most generous beliefs, and I hold it for everyone and anyone, that you too will always make more than enough money to support your family. You will always have what you need when you need it. Beyond that, beyond that belief is I'm an exceptional money manager. I don't live sale to sale. My emergency funds have emergency funds. This is actually a result I personally drive for with each of my clients. We will help you gain financial literacy, cultivate the habits, and create the income you need to build wealth. Also, I did not learn this in school. I did not learn this in a textbook. I did not even learn this from being successful. I learned this from suffering in financial hell for five years and then declaring bankruptcy and then having to rebuild my my finances and my wealth over the last decade. All of the businesses we work with are self-funded and we are damn proud of that. And it takes a level of financial responsibility and belief in yourself to go out and provide that financial stability for your family. Four, bold leaders are here for the humans be helpful, be human, be humble. That is my personal philosophy. And that's what we do better than anyone else. We drive for results, hold bold visions, and support our clients in going after their bravest goals while honoring the human experience. We celebrate, we cry, we strategize, and we know when to take our owners offline, unplug their systems, and force them to recover. Do you know that the immense amount of trust that I need to build with a business owner whose family depends on their income to tell them that they need to take a month off from their business so they can restore and recharge because they're getting too burned out and that we need to be thinking about endurance in the long game, the amount of trust that that takes to have that conversation would be destroyed in any kind of hard sell sales call. And by the way, that business owner had their best year after that. So hard selling and deep trust, they're mutually exclusive. They don't go together. Five, I love my work too much to compromise my enjoyment and legacy for anyone. That's a boundary, full stop. Six, multiple revenue streams, the power of data and extreme ownership. 
One sales call for me has zero impact on my business. Multiple no's on a sales call or multiple not ideal clients showing up for sales calls would cause me to do a debrief with my team and look at the data so that we could take full ownership over what was happening with our sales system. This is never a person problem. It's a business problem. It's a systems problem, a marketing problem, a messaging mismatch. Something is happening there and it has not nothing to do with you, the person who is getting on the sales call with me. So there is never a reason for a sales problem because I take ownership over my sales system. And seven, lastly, I'm clear on what's my business and what's someone else's business. And I think this really just comes down to also why I'm not here for a hard sell. And this means to me, what this means to me, what's my business and what's somebody else's business means is that I care, but not that much. So I know what my job is. My job is to show up for a sales call with generosity and space to connect with the person in front of me, to get to know them, to listen to and understand who that person is in front of me. If I can help them, I let them know. And I let them know passionately. If I can't help them, I'll be honest about that as well. If the person isn't into me, doesn't think my service is the right one for them, they're coach shopping, this happens, they, you know, they're just looking for different coaches and they're not sure who it might be, or if they show up with a laundry list of reasons why they can't, that's their business. I'm not going to coach them through buying from me. I'm not going to judge them for their reasons. That's work that they need to do on their own. Or if they say yes, we can work on that through that together. But it's really not for me to hard sell them through their objections. I look to cover the majority of sales objections before people even get on a phone call with me. So I very rarely even get objections. We're just having a conversation because covering those objections happens way earlier in my sales system than it does on the phone. And I make sure of that. I try to make sure of that. Now, somebody might have questions about our programs or our services, that doesn't mean that's an objection. And we can have a conversation answering all their questions, absolutely. But in terms of trying to coerce them or coach them through objections, lots of people may do that. I'm sure that there are salespeople who are going to tell me that I'm wrong in this thing, in this belief that I have. I just don't do it. It's just not for me. It's not where I want to be spending my energy and my time. Now, To the person who popped into my DMs with this gem of a topic, I appreciate you. You gave me a wonderful opportunity to think more deeply on something that is important to all business owners. And I hope all of you who are listening to this right now are thinking about this for themselves and are going to take this, um, we'll call it a prompt, why I don't believe in the hard sell, this prompt and go expand upon it for themselves because I would love to hear from you. So do you believe in the hard sell or not? And what are your reasons either way? What are your reasons for the hard sell? And what, or what are your reasons why you don't believe in a hard sell? Now head on over to Instagram and share your thoughts with us. Be sure to tag me. I'm at the Tara Newman. Let's talk about our 2021 mastermind. Did you know I've been running masterminds since 2017? It's true. And each year I use my 20 plus years experience in leadership development and performance coaching to understand what small business owners truly need to grow their businesses. 
I observe, listen, and research the challenges small business owners face when scaling their businesses to $500,000 a year to a million dollars plus. Then I tweak and adjust our mastermind to meet those needs. This program isn't a course, or worse, a mastermind that really isn't a mastermind, but just a Facebook group where you have access to some web celeb. We all know those, right? Not this place. This is truly a place where business owners with big goals come to normalize what it's like to succeed beyond their wildest dreams and create new money for the economy by creating jobs, buying homes, investing in their futures, and giving back to social causes. We have a strong commitment to results in our mastermind, which is why our clients receive custom support. And that custom support looks like this. Hot seat calls with approximately six peers to solve your most pressing needs. One-on-one coaching so you can work through your strategic direction, get performance coaching around leading a team and putting profit first. Monthly implementation sessions where you complete specific revenue generating activities with the group so you can build the sales and leadership skills required to scale your business to the next revenue goal. Weekly email check-ins to hold you accountable and a special Mighty Networks community with access to your peers. If you're ready to create significant income so you can give yourself a generous raise, profit well, and lead your business in a way that aligns with your ambition, head on over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com forward slash contact and apply for our 2020 mastermind. I can't wait to chat all things growth with you. If you've found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews like podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris from Uncommonly More, who is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into the next episode to help you embrace your ambition and leave the grind behind. Mm